Hey guys and gals, Susie here. Always tough to talk about a three game stretch, um, but somehow Maurice and I managed to do it in under an hour today. Maurice, of course, joining me from Mia Sunroth as well. We kind of skimp over the Haasval and Besiktas wins. A cat does come into play there. Hey, hey. <laughs> but really get into the uh, loss to Leipzig and uh, the DFB selection. Uh, thank you all, as always, for joining us and enjoy the podcast. of the Mia Sunrope podcast. Uh, today, I got Maurice back on the show. How are you, Maurice? I'm fine, thanks. Awesome. I'm glad to have you. We haven't spoken in a little bit. Um, today, we're going to talk just a smidge about the Haasval match, um, a smidge more about Besiktas, and then we're going to get into probably the most interesting of the three matches we need to chat about, uh, the loss to Rosenballsport Leipzig. Uh, for me, I think it's always more interesting to talk when Bayern loses only because it doesn't happen very often. Would you agree, Maurice? Yeah, sure. And you can also start to point fingers at, at people. And that is really what being a fan is all about, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do these podcasts anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, after going through all those three, um, we're going to talk about uh, the DFB selection and the upcoming matches, what we agree with, Um Maybe what we kind of think will happen. Of course, Maurice was on when we did the really big podcast about the Day of Bay. And uh, so, yeah, it's great to have uh, his opinion and insight again. So um, why don't we kick this off with just a little chat about uh, the Haasval match. Um, it's a 6-0 win. Pretty uh, standard stuff. Uh Every time Bayern plays Hamburg, it seems like um, goals from this. This must be so frustrating to to like listen to for a Hamburg fan. Like, oh yeah, it's like just another six nil loss. Like, well, <laughs> like it's every year. Like, just just get it over with. <laughs> we got a hat trick from uh, Robert Lewandowski in this one. A couple of goals from Frank Ribery and a goal from Aryan Robin. So all the old guys up top were doing some scoring, um, which is also pretty standard stuff when they play Hamburg. Yeah, <laughs> everybody gets to gets to gets to put one. Right, uh, right. What is in the goal? Uh, yeah. Any any overriding uh, thing you have to say about the match, Maurice? Um, well, let me just point out two things. I think, I think for one, um, it was really, really 
horrible to watch uh, Hamburg like that. Um, and it, it, well, like you said, every year they come to Munich and it's always the same. Um, the, the mindset appears to be like, well, at least let's not get nine goals this time. And that is like just the, the mindset that they, that they go into those matches and they, they don't show like any, any confidence and um yeah so it was really frustrating even for me as a Bayern fan to watch that because if Bayern really would have like wanted to that game could have gone to 10-0 easily because like after 20 minutes when Lewandowski scored um his th uh the 3-0 I think well poor um yeah that that could have gotten ugly uh, really quick uh, for for Hamburg but Bayern just like said okay not, not today <laughs> don't want to destroy everything today so right. yeah do you think they let up it took it maybe a little bit easier yeah I think so um, I, I mean another thing that that um, probably helped Hamburg was going back to that uh, back four when um, Hollerbach uh, subbed in uh, Janjic for Diekmeier um I think that happened right around the half-hour mark, and yeah. that kind of got them back into rhythm. But um, yeah, other than that, uh, just a yeah horrible performance by Hamburg, and I, I don't know really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at least they don't have to do it next year, right? <laughs> <laughs> Before we talk about them going down, um, because yeah, I think I think that they're definitely going down. Um, I know uh, Thomas Müller did not get on the score sheet, but he was um, absolutely fantastic. Now, we do have to say that, you know, there needs to be maybe a little asterisk because, after all, it is Haas Val. Uh, <laughs> God, yeah. that sucks to say that. But... Um, that the the front four the uh, the Müller uh, Robin Ribery Lewandowski uh, quartet uh, really really worked well together for this match. It did, um, and that is good to see that they can still function together. But like you already said, I, I don't think there needs to be a small asterisk. I, I think there needs to be a big one. And mainly, I think you can't draw any like real conclusion from that game. Looking forward to like the Champions League um, uh, quarter or semifinals. Um, I don't think uh, like in, in in the German media it was like yeah Ribery scored two goals he's back uh, why don't uh, they sign him to a contract extension like right at the second and <laughs> I'm like no let, let let's just relax because it was really just Hamburg and well even if they probably would have subbed in one of the the youth players he would still have looked rather good in that match so right. I, 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 don't, I don't like to jump to any conclusions based, based on that single game against Hamburg because just of the way that Hamburg played and that was just abysmal so um, any anything else you think to take away from that game or <laughs> just just one fun fun fact uh, that Vidal uh, thought it was appropriate for him to uh, to get a yellow card in the fourth minute that was really like <laughs> <laughs> shows his mindset I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but we'll uh... no days off no yeah, days right off. <laughs> but um, before we talk about Besiktas um are you uh, 
are you psyched to uh, have that clock stop for Hamburg? Well, I'm kind of biased. Um, uh, I, I, I don't. I, I I never really. Yeah, I, I I wanted to see Hamburg go down for for quite some time now, but now that it that it will probably come to it, I'm kind of like, oh, maybe it would be nice for them to to stay in the Bundesliga. But I th- I, I want to have Hamburg in the Bundesliga. Don't get me wrong, but I want to have like the real Hamburg in the Bundesliga, not like the the sh- excuse me, but the shit show that they have been putting on throughout the last few years. And so I hope they. They um, go to the second league and they get their stuff together and they come back to the first league and hopefully we have a an contender at least or a more competitive at least an, side, a, right? Yeah, a more competitive side in the Bundesliga, like in two three years down the stretch. Yeah, I'm I'm totally psyched to have that clock stop. I think that's the most annoying. That's the most annoying thing in the world. I mean, it's terrible. Uh, Hamburg obviously is you know, a classic Bundesliga club, love them or hate them, you know, but, uh, as you pointed out, they've been so terrible for so long that it might, I don't know, it might, it might, or hopefully it'll be a good thing for them to go down and then, uh, get their crap together and come back. Yeah. But, but you never know, maybe it just like the complete opposite happens and everything goes uh like like really south, south right yeah yeah, yeah you never know like but but you would like to see them like turn out like stuttgart did like go go down for one year um think about your approach and then get back to the top and now play like like a rather good bundesliga side right right Hmm. So let's uh, we we've beat Hamburg to death. They they're already beating themselves to death. So <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to the second match. Uh, midweek last week, uh, Bayern continued their strong play over Besiktas with another victory that's seen them through to the quarterfinal round in Champions League competition. Um, this one was a little bit less straightforward than the first tie. Uh, goals by our favorite own goal, uh, Thiago, and Sandro Wagner all scored for uh, Bayern, and Wagner Love scored for Besiktas. Um, what, do you have any thoughts about this match? I mean, I, you never thought that Bayern were not going to go through. Right. No, no, not a single second. Um, uh, one thing I, I want to point out um, for this match is like the crowd at, at, at is in Istanbul is like bonkers. I mean, I in I, I cannot remember a single match that I've watched um, in my entire life, I guess, uh, where the crowd was so wild and just the the atmosphere in the in the stadium was like wow. I mean. <laughs> Because Besiktas was down 5-0 like before the match even started and they still all went crazy. 
and that was just uh, something something to, to to experience i think and i think it's also for for the players it's um quite a quite a challenge because um yeah they're just not used to that much to that much noise in 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 the stadium and my my favorite moment of the game of course was when uh, wagner love scored and uh, besiktas um had the 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 gold jingle and it was um what is love baby don't hurt me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, that's fantastic. This must have, this must have been like the, the, the greatest moment <laughs> ever. <laughs> this must be the greatest gold jingle of, of all time. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, really great. Um, how, do, how, do you, how do you rank uh, Frank Ribery's performance? Do you think um, this is also maybe not the best judgment like the Haas, like the Haas Val match? Like is he going to be able to compete um, through the rest of the season at the level that Bayern might need him to? No, I think I would I would put it on a on a different level than the performance uh, against Hamburg. I think uh, uh, because just because the opponent is is that much better. Um, I think Ribery showed in this game really showed that uh, he can be. At least for stretches, he can be an, uh, a viable part of that Bayern offense, and that he can still create um, some kind of excitement and some kind of tension around the, the the box of the opponent. And yeah, so I think if 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 he continues to play like this, or if he continues to make like progress like he did, um, then he. He will still be uh, maybe not as good as, as Coleman could have been in that situation, but he can still be like uh, at least not a not like a yeah a bad option at at uh, left wing. Right, right. Um, do you have a? I don't know. This was like I said. It was it was kind of standard. I think it was a really really good performance from Javi Martinez. Um, yeah. Would you agree? But other than that, like, it, um, except for the crowd factor, and of course the kitty cat. <laughs> By the way, everybody in the world <laughs> texted me or tweeted at me, and they're like, "Is that the cat we hear on the podcast all the time?" <laughs> Must be right. <laughs> right. Which, by the way, did you see that uh, UEFA find Besiktas for the cap? No, really. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty lazy. That's pretty lousy. That was a cute cat. Man, I would have yeah. taken that cat home. Absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> back, back to the players, though. Um, Martinez definitely was a standout, and uh, we'll, you know, as we get into the the. RBL game, you know, uh, we'll talk about how uh, how the drop off is when he's not on the pitch. Um, would you agree, though? I, didn't he have like a, a dual? He had a winning dual ratio of like near seventy percent, and he was just kind of a beast in front of the defense. Yeah, it's like just a classic uh, Javi Martinez game, I think. Um, him like being that almost like that vacuum cleaner in front of the back four um, and always ready to uh, accept any kind of duel um, in, in midfield. And I think especially in that game, that was important because it kept like that defensive stability 
for for Bayern and um yeah because because against Besiktas they were really motivated especially in the beginning mm-hmm. and so so you needed that that defensive anchor to hold to hold like your your defense together and i think martinez did a did a great job of that even though of course um Besiktas had some opportunities and if you i mean if if if, an, if another team like barcelona or real madrid or manchester city if they get those kind of uh, looks at goal I think Bayern will be lucky to to be down just by one goal after those. So um, I think there's still some room for improvement, uh, nevertheless. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving forward against uh, Sevilla, would you say that Bayern got lucky with that uh, Sevilla draw? Because there were yeah, I mean yeah. it could have gone a you, lot worse, correct? Yeah, it it could have gone a lot worse, and it could. I think I think Sevilla and and Roma were probably the two easiest um, of the bunch. And yeah, I think Sevilla is of course it's still a it's still a tough tough match because um, Sevilla of course has won the the Euro- Europa League for I think the past three seasons. So they know how to how to get through in those uh, in those matches in like those international matches. And so it will still be a challenge, but it could have gotten a lot worse. Um, I mean, just if you imagine them playing Manchester. The city or Barcelona right now. I don't know if I would like our odds there in in the match against yeah, those teams. Yeah, yeah, you got to think, especially um, missing Coman. Who knows if we actually get get him back? You know, but uh, if we can if we can keep maybe failing a little bit upwards for this little bit and try and try and get him back. I don't know if Neuer is coming back, but. Try and at least get Coman back. I think we uh, Bayern stands a better chance at progressing a little bit further, maybe than we're thinking right now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. But uh, anything else about that match, or, or shall we just go ahead and move on? I think it was really stupid by Hummels and Boateng to get their second yellow card because um, now they have to go through two more matches without picking up another one or right. they will be suspended for one game um, so that will prove uh, crucial because I think it's Hummels, Boateng, Kimmich and uh, Lewandowski now uh, yeah. those four um, so they will have really have to watch themselves and of course with Hummels, Boateng and Kimmich those are three out of our starting back four so hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could, could be a little bit better yeah yeah um and fun and, and they were kind of needless uh yellow cards as well just neither neither Hummels nor Bo, Boateng looked especially sharp yeah yeah it was just like not the smartest play in that right. moment and are they both are they all on okay so I'm looking at the transfer mark. I'm looking at the team sheet for it. Um, it says Jerome's on his second yellow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it only says one for Mats. 
Uh, but I think he has a second one as well, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Because hmm. I was looking at that earlier, and I was like, wait, is that is that right? I mean, regardless, it was a, a silly move from the pair of them, and they should know better, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, shall we go ahead and talk about... Let's talk about losing. Yeah. <laughs> for, for a change. It doesn't happen very often, folks. Um, Bayern did lose to RB Leipzig 2-1 in Sunday afternoon's competition. And, uh, yeah, hey, it's a loss. Uh, Maurice, uh, the team just – it was a team-wide really, really – shitty performance and I and that's really the appropriate word um what what stood out to you as especially crappy (laughs) well um hmm, where to start no (laughs) um well I think I think you have to start with uh, Jupp Heynckes and his decision um I I would have liked I personally would have liked him to take like the opposite approach like start the team that he played against Leipzig in the game against Besiktas and then put his his like top 11 back in the game against Leipzig so right. like that we would have switched those two teams if that makes any sense yep um, and so basically we started this game with uh, Rudy who is completely out of form we started the game with Juan Bernat who is just I'm sorry but he is just not a really good offensive player on the on the left wing um, and we also started the game with with Sandra Wagner um, which Sandra Wagner plays his role um, quite alright and I think especially in the ga- game against Leipzig he also had his his moments, but um, yeah, I, I would have liked Heinkes to to like put out the, the best players for the game against Leipzig and not like this, yeah, se- second tier tier team. I I, I think right, um, and just because like we need for, for for the game that Bayern plays, you need a lot of of uh, dribblings on on the wings. You need a lot of like one one on one situations where you you succeed. And neither Bernat on the left nor Müller on the right really can provide that for you, like on a on a ninety minute basis. So um, you kind of rob yourself a little bit of that um, offensive firepower that you normally um, can bring on the pitch. Do you think um, that the the midfield pairing of Rudy Vidal and Hamas had a lot to do with what was going on, uh, like trying to get forward? Uh, it seemed like once again there was like a lot of space between Rudy and then Vidal obviously can't hold a position to save his life and then Hamas is not really a, a defender um, so it all kind of fell apart in the midfield it was a it was a very very good press and and I think that Hasenhutte played his side very very smartly against Bayern yeah uh, surely Uh, I think um, 
go, going with that back three uh, really really surprised uh, Heinkes a little bit, and he didn't have like the perfect answer for that. Um, and like you said, in 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 the midfield, um, you have Vidal and you have Rudy, who are both not like the most pressing resistant players um, in that position. And Leipzig was really like. Yeah, in the in 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 American football, you would probably call it like an all-out blitz all game long. They would just attack um, the the Bayern player with the ball like all day long, and even players like Mats Hummels, who are like really good um, against pressing uh, against the press normally, um, he started to like fold under the pressure, and you saw him make like one or two uh, small mistakes, and so if if a team is like that extreme and you cannot like punish it for being that extreme um then uh then yeah you you kind of you kind of lose that that battle in in midfield for position um i think if 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 Bayern would have gone out there with a team with uh, hummels with boateng with martinez and tiago um that that would have looked uh, probably a, lo- a lot different yeah yeah it- i think leipzig would, wouldn't have been able to like play this extreme press uh, for for uh, all game long because because like especially Hummel, Sporting and Thiago together would have figured out some way to to break that uh, press <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree. I um, we're we're gonna beat up on Sebastian Rudy a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Poor Sebastian. Unfortunately, but it it wasn't all his fault too. Would you Would you agree? No, uh, you, like like the, the the game that Bayern showed against Leipzig, uh, you you cannot tie like to a single player making making a few mistakes because that was just. Like I said, starting with the decisions of your pinkers, um and just like how the players fit together, that all kind of kind of screwed us on 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 Sunday. What uh, what do you think is going to happen with with uh, with Sebastian Rudy going forward? Do you think? I feel like when he's given a chance, he's not given a chance with the correct personnel, right? Yeah, he's he, well. He is kind of in like that second tier personnel, and Heinkes tends to throw all of his second tier personnel out there at the same time. So they never get to play like with the first tier players, and maybe that that is some kind of problem for him. But I I don't know. I I think a lot of it comes maybe from the lack of trust that Heinkes uh, ex- expresses in him. Um, because as we saw like earlier this season under under Ancelotti, um, the players weren't that much different, but uh, Rudy still provided uh, still proved to be like a, at least a viable asset in that in those games. Um, so yeah, maybe it's also like a, a confidence thing with 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 Rudy. Man, it just looked really bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean he. It, it, between the the passing uh, the passing mistakes and the press against him, and yeah. then and uh, also absolutely yeah. not covering anything in front of um, in front of Hummels and Nicolas Sule. Yeah. Um, one 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 more thing that I wanted to point out is just like with that back three that Leipzig played. Um, 
you have to have uh, players um, against them on 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 offense that uh, yeah that that can create something because if if like Konate or Ubermecano if they defend like your wing player you have to you have a clear advantage normally because like Coman will eat Konate alive every day like all day long because right. he's just so much faster and so if Leipzig plays with with, a, with like a, a central defender against Coleman, they have to pull back their their wing back like Limer who played like ahead of Konate on the right side. So they have to pull him back. And if you if you have to pull back your like your like uh, offensive minded um, player on the right wing, then he is one player who can who's like missing in that in that offensive pressing. So by putting in Ber- Bernard who cannot like exploit the weaknesses of Conrad A like maybe Coman could um yeah you, you're basically allowing Leipzig to to put on more pressure on your on your build up play yeah and the, the same is actually true for the for the right side with with Thomas Müller who is like we all know he's an exceptional player but he's just not that great in a in a take on in a one one situation against another player ah <sighs> really kind of an unfortunate match but maybe maybe this loss comes at the right time is there ever a right time for a loss uh, <laughs> just yeah. kind of uh hopefully kicks uh Henkes in the backside a little bit and maybe gives him a little bit of thought on how he's going to approach the rest of the season. Obviously, Chug was out. Robin didn't even make the trip. Um, there wasn't a whole, maybe a whole lot that he could have done tactically to change it. Just the personnel wasn't there. But um, is it too late to teach uh, to teach that old dog new tricks, do you think, Maurice? Or, or is this just the kind of thing that we're going to have to expect from Henkes going forward? Well, I, I think um, Henkes is pretty much set in his ways um, concerning the rotation of, of the team, like from a day-to-day basis or from a match-day-to-match-day basis. Um, you cannot change that. And if he wants to uh, play Bernard in that position, well, that is certainly his choice. And um, yeah, so I think we'll have to live with that, at least in the Bundesliga. I think he would be really ill-advised to put in Bernard in like a... Yeah, it, it, it's really sad to say it like that, but in the match, that is actually worth something. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, do you have anything else you want to uh, chat about the Leipzig match? Um, I just lost my my strain of thought, really, because I actually wanted to put in something else. Yeah, I wanted to say uh, just uh, <laughs> that uh, James and his, and his crosses are like... Wow, I'm in love because he he, he has just that that gift to put uh, to to play those crosses like from yeah like from 30 yards away or even from inside the box as he did against Leipzig and they just tend to like magically yeah like magically be attracted right onto the uh, head of the of the Bayern striker. I mean those those crosses are so lovely. Um, that is that is that is another element that he brings to that team that can be really uh, or that can turn out to be really useful in 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 the future. Yeah, that really was a lovely cross to set up uh, Wagner's goal. 
Yeah. Is Wagner yeah. ever going to score a goal with his feet? <laughs> no, n- never. <laughs> it, it would also be the most Wagner thing ever if he, like, scores, like, 20 goals for Bayern at the end of his career and none of them would be with his foot. <laughs> like, oh, he's, he's, like, at home and he has, like, a list of... of <laughs> Of body, body parts, parts that he that he's still missing that he scored a goal with. <laughs> I think he needs like his right knee, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like before we <laughs> before we move on to uh, the day of base selection, let's uh, let's talk about how awesome Timo Vena is because he is. Yeah. I mean, his, yeah, he's a, his goal. I know. I know. Uh, uh, Nabi Kaita had the assist and the and the opening goal for Leipzig, but Timo just smoked everyone. You know that was a really well developed goal, pretty much by him himself. He made it happen for himself, and uh, something like that. You just gotta go. Yeah. Okay. He's good, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a great player, and I honestly, because because here in Germany, a lot of players, a lot, lot of lot of fans dislike him, and because of that one uh, mistake that he made, like that that one dive that he took. Um, I don't know. I don't even know against who it was, but um, like one or two years ago, and now everybody really dislikes him. And and I I, I don't really see the point because he's such a great player. Um, I think he's the most talented uh, striker that Germany has, um, just because he brings a whole new element. Um, He's he's like super fast. I mean, no Bayern defender could really like. yeah, like keep up with him. I I, th- I remember there was that one time when uh, Kimmich tried to to um, yeah to to keep pace with him, and he he was just lost uh, because Team Werner is just so fast, and I think he has a a rather good um, a good good um, good shot, and so yeah, I I think Team Werner really is is a, is one of the great players on that Leipzig team. For sure. And uh, unfortunately, I guess for Bayern, uh, Nobby stayed on the pitch for 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, that that kind of struck me as funny as one of uh, Hasan Hudel's thing, things like points to the match was nobody gets a red card. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think they I, I think that, uh, did I read the stat right where. They've played like over 200 minutes with a man down this season. Yeah, I think they played almost 200 minutes down uh, a man down against Bayern in Bayern, those four right. matches. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because I was twice in a row, wasn't it? <laughs> the sad thing is, I'm not even joking. I think <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of nuts, you know. So, yeah. And yeah. and and Nabi is such a talented player, but. Uh, He's got a he's got some growing up to do. Um, Jurgen Klopp will have his hands full with him next season. Would you think? 
Yeah, um, I was just I was just uh, going to say that. Um, luckily for him, he he has a uh, starting this summer. He will have a coach who is like not like that that of a hot shot who would ever lose his head over like a, a debate or something like that. So Jurgen Klopp, I think, is a is a good coach to teach him uh, to rather stay back and relax. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> ne- never lost his cool at any moment. I think. <laughs> So, um, shall we go ahead on and uh, hop on the German national team? Sure. Let's do that. Yeah. So, friendlies against Spain and Brazil coming up. Uh, Very, very prestigious friendlies against uh, two of the better sides in the world, besides number one, Germany. Um, (laughs) what, what What do you feel about... The selection in general. Um, yeah, I think um, Yogi Löw um, uh, taking both uh, Wagner and uh, Gomez with him is is an interesting choice. Um, and also, of course, leaving out any uh, BVB players, I think, right? Uh, he yeah. did not select a single BVB player. Of course, BVB had better stretches, um, but uh, yeah, that is also quite 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 a surprise, I think. Um, of course, um, I think Royce would have probably probably made it, but um, Löw didn't select him because he didn't want to risk an injury. But yeah, other than that, uh, I'm rather surprised also to see to see Sebastian Rudy in there because, quite frankly, if you if you just look at the last part of the season, there's really no reason for for Löw to include Rudy in that in that uh, team. Yeah, there's a. I mean, you could say similar about Kevin Trapp also not getting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A whole I lot think, of minutes. I think maybe maybe a thing like Löw had two options. Like option one would be to try out something new, and option B was like to just take those players with him that he knows and like to 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 show everybody else. Well, the door is closed. Like I got my thirty guys together. Like like the the twenty three that I nominated for the for the. the friendlies and all of those that are injured right now and those are the players that I will be selecting my my World Cup team from yeah yeah um, and because I think that those friendlies right now would be the last real chance to try out something like completely new like for example to 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 take uh, Ulreich with him to the national team or to take like Niels Pedersen like a really outside shot uh, with him to the national team. Yeah, I was, I was talking to, um, so I did the Talking Foosball podcast yesterday. So mm-hmm. Matt Herman and I uh, were discussing uh, a lot, and one, is, one of his favorites is Nils Pedersen, and, and there's definitely a, a shout where he might have a shot, but it's not it's well, he is. it's not going to happen. I mean, it may well, happen. He is, the, he is the German player with the most goals in the Bundesliga right now. Yeah, but you know, this is this is this thing, and 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 we know how Yogi Love is over the years. Where, uh, okay, uh, he did some maybe some radical stuff at Confederations Cup, but that was out of necessity. 
Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, where where he tends to be maybe sometimes overly loyal to players that may not deserve a spot. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, sure. And that is basically what uh, Yogi Löw is known for, right? Um, like, really, if if you once earned his trust, then that is something that he he won't like let go at the next best opportunity. Uh, and that is also that can also be a good thing, of course, because. Um, like we talked earlier, um, it, it like builds the trust um, from the coach into the player, and so the player can also feel like more confident because he knows, well, if I don't perform like for two matches, I will still be in consideration. But of course, it also like, um, yeah, it kind of, yeah, the turnover rate is is a little bit smaller than maybe some of the supporters would hope it it is. So, um, do you want to talk about that uh, kicker article? Of yeah, the, sure. Of the uh, of the fan polling. Um, yeah, sure. So uh, Maurice uh, sent me this over uh, before we started today, and uh, basically, uh, the people that read kicker uh, have voted for these following players to be selected to go to Russia this summer. So in goal, they want uh, Tischdeg and Neuer, and surprisingly, Ulreich. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, for defense, Hummels, Boateng, what is it? Uh, Kimmich, Sule, Jonas Hector, Antonio Rudiger, and the midfield forward mess. Crows, <laughs> yeah. Thomas Muller, Sane, Royce, Gundogan. Ozil, Draxler, Goretzka, Kadira, Goetze, Emrechan, Julian Brandt, Werner, and Wagner. Um, not really, not really too many surprises in there. Would you say, like, okay? Well, I think I, I really think uh, Ulrich is a, is a big surprise because um, I, I would I would not have thought that the vast majority, like outside of Bayern supporters. Also value like the, the the games and the effort that he has put in for Bayern this season that highly, um, if that makes sense. You can you can you can definitely make a shout that he might be Bayern's player of the season. <laughs> at, at least the 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 overachiever of Bayern. Like, yeah. Like, like what 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 least people would have guessed. What player has like an, a real impact on Bayern? Yeah. That, yeah. that for sure. That yeah, that uh, that was surprising, and I agree with you that that especially that he's held in that high of a regard now by the rest of the league. And you know, goalkeeping. There's always a million German goalkeepers and and positives or things they can bring to the table for love. I mean, he's never gonna he's never gonna have to like go searching for a great German keeper, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what we're known for, right? Like, yep, absolutely. Like clean, clean cars and good goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you say that that uh, Rudiger maybe is a bit of a surprise? Um, also, um, I, I think um, like a, a really similar point to um, what we th- what we said about um, uh, about Ulreich. Um, I think I was surprised to see Rudiger being that high in favor by most German 
uh, German uh, supporters because um, he had, I think, a lot of shaky performances back in the Bundesliga when he played for Stuttgart. Um, but I think he since then he has obviously um, grown into that role of like a, a really good central defender and of course playing that role for Chelsea this season um, and getting like a lot of minutes in that position so it's I think very well deserved but um, I'm still surprised to see like the, the public valuing that as well and not like that his uh, image back from the Stuttgart days is like in the heads of people right right it, so if you had to choose so I'm and like, like let, let me just add one thing sure. uh, because like I, I'm just look clicking through the slideshow again and like the, the gap between Mustafi and Rüdiger who I think a lot of people probably have on like the same level like that clear second tier defender who is obviously not as good as Hummels and Boateng but like if we throw him in then he's like alright it's like huge because like 39% of the people voted for Mustafi and 63% of the people voted for Antonio Rüdiger so that is like really a, a landslide difference between those two yeah uh, do you think Mustafi's going to make the final squad I don't think so I don't think so either. I, I think um, I think um, Löw will rather get another a wing defender than than another central defender. So because you if he does, if he does Hummels, Boateng, and Süle and Rüdiger, he already has four four players for that central spot. And I don't think he will get a fifth one because when would he play a fifth one? Uh, the only chance for him to play five defenders, like, or he needing five defenders for the tournament, if, if if he would suddenly decide to change to a back three, and that's nothing I can see uh, uh, Löw going there. Right, right. Um, and you'd take a Plattenhart, correct? Um, I, I would. I would maybe take uh, Plattenhardt obviously is like the player that Jogi Löw favors I think because he's also been with the national team for quite for quite a few games but I would actually join the people at Kicker who have uh, Philipp Max um, from from Augsburg really up ahead of uh, Plattenhardt um, Philip Max obviously putting in a great season for for, for Augsburg he has I, I think league leading uh, 13 assists right now and yeah, so I would, I would have him currently above Plattenhardt, even though Plattenhardt, of course, brings you that, that extra something with his with his uh, free kicks. Yeah, it definitely has has that lovely free kick ability. Then, uh, so we're saying uh, Sebastian Rudy is definitely not going to make. <laughs> yeah, and the people saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> So, so then, then of course, Love has to take Emerson as well, right? As a backup for Kimmich, Kimmich just in case. Yeah. yeah Is I there anybody so. else you choose on that on that right side? I think it, that's a little bit more, maybe, difficult than than finding personnel for the left. That's like yeah, the uh, Philip. That's like the Philip Lom Joshua Kimmich effect. Like nobody wants to yeah, play you would, right wing. You would for have Germany. to go like with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would have to go like with someone like uh, Benjamin Hendricks, who I think has struggled quite a bit during his current uh, season at Leverkusen. So yeah, um, 
take take uh, Emre Can and if everything falls uh, apart, then you can still put him t uh, into the right defender slot, even though I don't really like him in that role, but that is like your security blanket. Uh, ooh, so talking about the forwards, do you think if you had to take Vanner or, or uh, Gomez, who do you take? Well, I, I personally, for me, it, it is no debate that... Uh, that uh, Werner should be on the team. Um, for me, the the debate is. The I meant others. Wagner. Did I say Werner? Yeah. I meant Wagner. Yeah, you said Excuse Werner. Me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and the the other slot, like with it's it's I think Wagner against uh, Gomez, right? And uh, <laughs> I, I I could see both, and I think it re really will come down to like the final stretch because if Mario Gomez like keeps up that that rate that he's scoring on right now, like. Four goals in the last three matches. Um, then I can surely uh, see him taking that that spot from Wagner. Like right now, maybe Wagner is a little bit ahead of him. But um, if Gomez keeps on scoring like that, and we all keep pushing the Mario Gomez button like that, then uh, I think maybe even uh, Yogi Löw starts pushing the Mario Gomez button. <laughs> oh, I love that button. That's so awesome. <laughs> it never gets old, does it? No, no, never. <laughs> um, where does where does Lars Stindl fit into all this? Do you think? Hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't think he will. He will fit on the on the squad for Russia. Um, I think um, Stindl only. I think Stindl gets a shot at the team if one of the other players like gets injured. Like I think he's like the next one up, um, mainly because he he's also like I can see him being that that locker room person, like like that twenty third, twenty second guy on the. On the on the roster, who does not really get a lot of playing time, but I think he, oh, he, at least he seems like a really uh, reasonable guy. He seems like a laid back guy who can really like uh, yeah, like just take on the role as 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 such a guy. Because like if you if you take one of the young guys w with you who is like maybe a little bit of a hot shot, um, then you you may maybe you get you get some like yeah turbulence in your team uh, if you know what I mean and uh, I think Stindl would like counteract with that but I don't see him currently being on the team so if, if one of the players like gets injured then maybe Stindl is, is up but other than that I think he will be one of the players that Löw will take with him to like Italy or wherever they're going this year for their for their um, training camp right in, uh, right before the World Cup and then we he will yeah he gets cut yeah, he gets cut and gets to go on vacation to like Cuba or somewhere. <laughs> so, um, what are, what are what are we expecting out of these two uh, friendlies? Do you think uh, Love is going to really tinker too much, or is he just looking for form? Are there any questions in the starting eleven, or anything maybe that you'd like to th see happen, or you think is going to happen? Um. Yeah, um, I think the the main thing that that uh, that the national team will take out of that is just like getting time to practice together, to to go over some, to get like that 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 spirit together, maybe. Um, 
those two matches against Spain and Brazil, I have to tell you, I, I don't really know if uh, who the players are on the Brazil and the Spain national qu uh, squad. I, I haven't looked up uh, if they also brought like their A game or if they decided to go with some uh, kind of youngsters in their lineups. Um, but yeah, I think it will be interesting to see. Um, maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, like to see his approach. Will he like, will like uh, do a lot of changes, like go in one game and then go into the next game, like completely different, like complete different personnel, maybe even even uh, different different formation. Or if he like says, well, this is my team and I will play this team with minor changes in both games. So that will be maybe the the thing to watch uh, throughout those two games and other than that uh, enjoy and hope for the best like hope that this game will actually or those two games will actually be be interesting to watch as a football uh, as, a, as a football fan yeah for sure it, it, <coughs> that that Brazil match looks like that might be a final match too correct for for, for the World Cup yeah uh -huh. yeah could could be sure Anything this else to say about yeah right? <laughs> Anything else to say about uh, this selection and what's going on? No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah right. I think I think we've talked we've talked that to death. Um, before we let you go for the day, uh, since it is March Madness here in the United States, although my Florida Gators are out, so I don't really care anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, well, my Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys didn't even make the tournament, so... <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Maurice put together a little uh, March Madness uh, 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 Sweet 16 bracket with the 18 Bundesliga sides, and uh, it had uh, places 15 through 18 obviously had to play in, and um, really kind of surprisingly... Bayern ends up winning the whole thing and <laughs> yeah. it's it's pretty boring. <laughs> I, I was I was hoping for it to like turn out into some some of those great matches, but actually it was just like Bayern like beating every opponent. Although their their like their journey to the to like the throughout the like elite eight and final four, mm -hmm. it, it it gets some nice matches against Gladbach, Leverkusen, and then the final against Schalke. But yeah, we're beating any of those teams, right? <laughs> Yeah, Bayern actually didn't have so have it really very easy. Uh, would have faced uh, Wolfsburg or Hamburg in the first game. Obviously, they win. Uh, their second match would have been against Gladbach, which is always kind of that's always kind of tricky for Bayern. And then uh, yeah, especially if they have had to go to Gladbach. <laughs> right. Be, uh, we're never doing good there. <laughs> And then, and then uh, matching up with Bayer Leverkusen, which also can be tricky uh, to get to the final to get to the final against Schalke. But on the other side, uh, that that Leipzig Schalke semifinal looks kind of tasty too. Correct? Yeah, I think um, the the whole bracket um, for for Leipzig is or like Le Leipzig would have to play like Berlin in the first round and then have to go through Dortmund and Schalke to make it to the final. Those would be some yeah at least enjoyable matches. I I hope uh, um, yeah as a like neutral fan in those games. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, I think we can pretty much. Uh, 
leave it off here. We got a lot accomplished in kind of a short amount of time for us. I know we we like to talk a lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still under the one hour mark, so wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't believe it. Uh, I think our editor in chief will be very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, Marisa, where can we find you online besides the Mia Sanro website? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Thunder24MH. Awesome. And I am your host, uh, and you can find me on the tweets at the Susie Shaft, T-H-E-S-U-S-I-E-S-C-H-A-A-F. And I also have a new project coming up called The Short Pass. So check that out on Twitter as well, at T-H-E-S-H-O-R-T-P-A-S-S. And uh, Maurice, it's always a pleasure to chat with you and to pick your brain, um, especially about the national team. I feel like we have a little partnership going now uh, <laughs> regarding that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting for Yogi Löw to call me. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. So am I. <laughs> Anyway, um, folks, thank you for turning into episode 22, and um, we'll have a we'll have a pod on the two uh, DFB matches, and uh, hopefully everybody comes back not injured. Obviously, how many guys are? Yeah, right? most important thing. Thirteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, seems so, right. Good health. Nobody gets hurt. And we have a complete team uh, when we rejoin the Bundesliga. Anyway, that's it for now. And uh, ciao. Ciao. Awesome. I keep okay. under. <laughs> Ich hab geträumt von dir, 